From the Financial Times in London, this is Andrew Parker, Assistant Companies Editor, and this is FT News. It's the end of an era at General Electric, which announced on Monday that Jeff Immelt is stepping down as Chief Executive after 16 years in the top manager job. John Flannery, the head of GE's healthcare division, has been named his successor. Joining me to discuss the changes at the giant US conglomerate are Ed Crooks, the FT's US Energy and Industry Editor, and Andrew Hill, the FT Management Editor. Ed, why do you think GE has decided to change its CEO right now? Well, what they say is this is the culmination of a long-planned process. They say they actually began looking for a new CEO all the way back in 2011 and that they planned from 2013 that the transition was going to come in the summer of 2017. Jeff Emelt is stepping down. He has been in the job now for almost 16 years. He started on September the 10th, 2001. And, you know, that's a very long time for anyone to be doing a job. And so it's only natural that they would be looking for a successor. Now, all that said, there is also a question over the precise timing of it. And it's certainly the case that Jeff Immelt has not either um, covered himself in glory in terms of shareholder returns throughout his tenure, nor has he performed particularly well in recent months and years. If you look at um, what's been going on just really this year, there's been a lot of pressure for GE to hit an improved earnings target. And the company said uh, last year, and actually as recently as December last year, there was a good chance they would have earnings per share of $2 in 2018. Jeff Immelt gave a speech in Florida, a conference in Florida last month, where he started saying that actually it was going to be pretty difficult. He talked about $2 being the upper end of the range of what people should expect for earnings. So things are looking quite difficult for GE at the moment, but whether that really is kind of the reason he's gone or not is kind of unclear. As I say, the company says this is the culmination of a long-planned process. Yes. Now, you spoke to Mr. Emelt yesterday. What do you think are his main achievements? I think he would say uh, his achievement, I think he's uh, right to point to these things, is big uh, reshaping of the company's portfolio. What he inherited from Jack Welch, his very uh, widely admired predecessor, of course, one of the great sort of superstar CEOs of the 80s and 90s, Jack Welch was, he had collected a real kind of rag bag of businesses, all kinds of odd things that GE did at a very strong financial services division above all. And at times that financial services division was making more than half the group's profits. Uh, Jeff Emelton has restructured the business very radically. He's got rid of a lot of things. He's got rid of the entertainment division, NBC Universal. He got out of plastics. He got out of domestic appliances. And he sold off almost all of that financial services business. So that's one achievement, certainly. He also uh, kept the company going through the great financial crisis. It was in a very, very bad way, particularly sort of early in 2009, as really um, the world was going crazy then. G had to cut the dividend, but it survived and kept going. And he also internationalised the company, and that's another, I think, big achievement which he personally feels very proud of, is in terms of uh, globalising the business, that it was about 60% in the US, 60% of its revenues were in the US when he took over, and now it's about 30% of its revenues. And I think, obviously, when you think about where future growth is going to come, future growth in infrastructure, the kind of products that GE sells in medical equipment, in jet engines, in uh, power generation turbines, all of those kind of things, the big growth markets are obviously in emerging economies and GE is much stronger in those markets now than it was when he uh, took over. And for Mr Flannery taking over, what do you identify as his key challenges, do you think? Well, the big challenge is going to be to do what Jeff Immelt failed to do and, and improve shareholder returns. So that was the um, the really disappointing thing for Jeff Immelt, despite everything that he'd done. The shares of GE uh, were 30% lower 
Tesla when he left the company than when he took over all the way back in 2001. And that's the thing, really, I think, which uh, John Flannery is going to have to do is work out some way to get those earnings up. He's going to have to push the company harder. He's going to have to possibly restructure more, maybe sell off more divisions, although it's hard to think he could be more radical than what Jeff Emmott's done already and certainly work harder to drive margins and improve profitability. One of the things that's sort of lurking there is the big technological transformation that's happening at GE. It's investing very heavily in what's called the Internet of Things, the industrial Internet, this idea of connected devices, of putting sensors into all its equipment, collecting a lot of data from that equipment, analysing that data, and then using it to improve performance. There's a lot of excitement about that technology. It's meant to be the sort of the wave of the future in industry. And it's possible that all the investments that GE have been making in that technology will pay off in a big way while John Flannery is CEO. So there may be some benefit there, and that's one thing certainly for him to be working on is to be making the best of that technology and making sure GE does get a return out of it. But it's, it's not an easy job, as Jeff Immelt proved. Actually, delivering for shareholders at GE is not going to be an easy task. And just returning to one of the points you made earlier, so for Mr Immelt, Share price underperformance, risk of missed earnings targets, a sense of maybe some rising in shareholder pressure with Nelson Peltz's Tryon hedge fund uh, becoming a shareholder at GE. Do you think it's possible to say whether Jeff Emmel chose now as the timing of his departure or whether he was in some way gently pushed out of the company? Well, um, I was talking to him yesterday. We had a quick chat yesterday afternoon and he was certainly all smiles then and talking about the handover and talking about how he'd been in part of the process of selecting John Flannery and how it had always been planned that he'd be leaving now and so on. So he's certainly not giving any signs of someone who's um, resentful or uh, unhappy about having been pushed out. But as you say, it's clear there is shareholder discontent. It's clear shareholders feel they have not done well under Mr. Remelt. And it is, uh, as you say, there is um, uh, Nelson Peltz's Tryon is there with a stake of about 1%, which has been pushing very hard for the company to improve its performance, for it to do more to raise margins and to increase its earnings. And they're the sort of the public face of, of wider shareholder unhappiness and wider shareholder discontent about the way that GE has performed. And so I think, again, if you were to talk to shareholders, they would certainly not be unhappy that Mr. Remelt is moving on now. And when you look at the share price performance, there was a jump in the shares yesterday. That certainly reflects investors' views that somebody else should be given a chance and hopes that maybe John Flannery will be able to do a bit more to deliver for them. Now, Andrew, you were working in New York when Jack Welch, the former GE chief executive, handed over to Jeff Immelt in 2001. How do you reflect on GE's succession planning this time around compared to that previous occasion? Well, in both occasions, they were pretty meticulous about it. The main difference is that the succession planning was very public in the uh, late 90s and early 2000s. They set a date uh, and they uh, then ran what was in a sort of characteristically Welchian gladiatorial contest between three heads of divisions, Jeff Immelt, uh, Jim McNerney and Bob Nardelli. Uh, And Welch himself said, you know, whoever wins this, the other two will probably leave, which they did to become CEOs of of other companies. So 
it was a much more public Hunger Games style um, race. Uh, and I think uh, I'm right in saying that uh, Jeff Himmelton and others felt that that was, in the end, rather a divisive, divisive process, one they didn't want to repeat. So, but it was at the same time very meticulous. They had a they had a field of candidates and they narrowed it down. So, in that sense, not dissimilar, just with the difference that it was a very public battle. Mm. Now, the other obvious question that arises here is whether, given the sheer size of this company, a 251 billion dollar market cap can any single person successfully run a company of this scale yes it sold off as ed referred to the financial services arm largely but it still makes things as varied as jet engines and x-ray equipment so mr flannery primarily a finance man limited divisional operational experience do you think he's the right man to to run such a big beast well, I think it's certainly worth posing the question how you go about running something this huge and diverse. Um, and Jeff Himmelton's successive sort of shareholder letters over the last few years has talked about uh, the classic um, buzzwords of sort of agility and the ability to learn on the job and all those sorts of collaborative ways of leading. Uh, and it'll be very interesting to see whether Flannery then picks that up uh, and runs the company in a rather different way. Certainly at the peak, as Ed mentioned, of uh, Welch's power. He was the ultimate imperial top-down leader, although he might himself have denied that occasionally. Mimult has managed in a very different way. Flannery may be able to find a way of managing this company with a much more devolved power to uh, frontline workers. Uh, but it's certainly a vast challenge, and uh, you can't possibly know everything about every part of the company in detail. He's not going to walk into the aero engines division and be able to talk one-on-one -on -one with all the engineers about what's going on uh, inside that product. Indeed, much to do for Mr Flannery. Ed, Andrew, thank you very much.